Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the I Hear Design podcast. I'm Robert Yaminen, Chief Content Director for INS, and I appreciate you tuning in to today's episode. So if you're like most people, you're probably beginning to breathe a huge sigh of relief as the dust is starting to settle on the pandemic uh, ever so slowly but surely, and all the restrictions we've been living under uh, for well over a year now are starting to lift. And with summer officially at our doorstep, a lot of us are itching to get out of town and are finally planning on taking vacations again, uh, maybe a short or longer road trip for those who of us who still aren't sure about getting on a plane yet. I know my business travel schedule for the fall is already jam-packed, and I'm personally looking forward to visiting cities other than my own, regardless of whether or not I'm taking time off or working. As we do, um, appreciating the places we're in, uh, I think, has a lot to do with how they're designed. And for today's podcast, I invited Stacy Patton, principal with DLR Group, to talk to us about the localization trend we've been seeing in hospitality design in recent years. I think you'll really enjoy this conversation I recently had with Stacy. So, have a listen. All right. Well, hi, Stacy. It's good to see you. Thanks for being on the podcast. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, I'm very excited to chat with you today. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely, anytime. Yeah. Hey, so, where where are you dialing in from today? Yeah, so I am in Minneapolis today. Uh, we are definitely um, enjoying the the warm weather. Mm. Uh, Minneapolis is is heating up, um, yeah. but yes, I'm I'm in Minneapolis today, and I um, usually go back and forth to Chicago, but I'm gonna enjoy the the long weekend here. Awesome, yeah. I know it's really heating up down in South Florida. I can't even tell you, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but. So, uh, so are you are you working from home? Are your offices open? Uh, what's what's um, happening with DLR on that front? Yeah, no, thanks for asking. Yeah, you know, it's been a really interesting year, obviously. And um, we went into a work from home mode uh, back in March, you know, very similar to probably everyone in the world. (laughs) And uh, so, you know, it's it's now a year later, um, you know, more than a year now. And uh, so we're really looking at how we can return our um, studios to more you know, lively capacity and really just embrace each other and our sense of community. Mm. Um, so we actually are starting to roll out a hybrid model. Mm. Um, and I think for the design industry, we've always talked about, you know, work-life balance and what that means and obviously wanting uh, to engage that. And so here we are with this new proposition of hybrid mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we still kind of are trying to figure that out too. You know, I don't right. think there's really any, you know, guidebook or manual on it, but uh, we've started to put some, what I would say is, you know, uh, we call them commitments to each other in place, which are some, you know, guidelines to say, hey, these are the reasons and um, opportunities for being in the office. You know, what are those for? What do we intend to do? And, you um, you know, having a couple other pragmatic aspects to it, such as an interior design, you know, we have a lot of materials. And over the course of the last year, we've really, you know, thought, you know, thought outside the box on how to collaborate on materials um, in a digital landscape. But now, you know, we're really excited to bring that in-person synergy back with, you know, just making that again, one of those guidelines that says, hey, bring all of your material palettes back to the studio. And right. in the event that you need to collaborate around them, uh, come into the office and do it together. Yeah. And, you know, a couple other things like, you know, just saying, hey, could we could we target 24 hours to work together in the studio, be very collaborative, and then really 
respect and embrace that opportunity to work from home for more quiet time and and heads down work. So we're starting to get that rolled out. And actually we've seen a a huge, you know, adoption of it. A lot of people are very excited about it. And I think it just goes to show how much we do all very much crave, you know, social experiences and especially social experiences as it relates to how we collaborate and design. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I've been hearing and reading a lot about the hybrid model as well. And it's going to be really interesting to see how that um, starts to play out in, in uh, offices, in office design. But I think you're totally right. I mean, that sense of community and people wanting to be together and to collaborate um, as, as amazing as it was that people were able to pivot and shift and, and use technology to do it. Um, yeah, I, I think there's no uh, substitute for for just kind of working together uh, in, in a way that's safe, obviously. And and we could, you know, we could go on and talk about the hybrid model, like the you know for the for the rest of the I hour, know <laughs> for the rest of the hour. But uh, I know we wanted to talk about uh, hospitality design and localization, so um, we'll get into that. But uh, before we do, can you t- uh, tell our listeners uh, who may out there who may not be as familiar with you or uh, DLR Group um, just about the work that you're doing, your role at DLR, um, any projects that might be of interest, you know, recent ones or ones you're working on. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, DLR Group is an international firm. We are a design firm and we also focus a lot in a variety of market segments, uh, both, you know, engineering, architecture, interiors. We have experiential graphic design as well as lighting design. Mm -hmm. And we even have a super groovy um, group that focuses on audiovisual um, and technology integration. So we've really, you know, got this um, interesting um, landscape of design, you know, principles and practices within our firm. But primarily what I focus on is our hospitality group. Um, Hospitality design is my passion. And um, thankfully, I've been able to make that my sole focus over the last, gosh, probably going on 10 years. And uh, so my role within the firm is to kind of wear a couple hats, but mostly uh, really guide our hospitality interior studio to design excellence, Uh, working with our clients, uh, working with uh, the hoteliers that we work with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we strive for just really creating unique guest experiences that are really catered to each uh, locale, which I know we'll, we'll get into that and how we do that. Um, and I've, I'm so blessed to have a great team. I have a team in Minneapolis and Chicago that focus on hospitality interiors. And so it's really fun to be able to jump back and forth between those locales and keep a pulse on the community as well as just provide mentorship and um, you know access to our clients that we have not only in those markets, but all over the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, and so you touched on our t- our topic for today, you know, localization um, with ho- within hospitality interiors. I mean, so I, I'm not sure exactly how long ago it was, but I mean, I think we all remember when you know the corporate um, hotel chains would just kind of have that cookie cutter approach, you know, to hey, you're going to expect the same thing anytime you walk onto um, a Marriott property, for example, or or whatever it is. Um, what do you see as being some of the drivers that are kind of moving things away from that? just a uniform approach towards embracing more of what's, what's local and a sense of place uh, within hospitality environments. Yeah, you're right. You know, I think, um, I think you're right. I mean, it's been shifting well over, you know, I would say five years or more 
where the appetite of guests are, you know, they're craving something that feels as though it's knitted into the locale and, and really reflects the, the ideology of that, that area, not only aesthetically, but, you know, just a sense of um, service. And, you know, so I think the um, sort of Marriott's Hilton's of the world have really understood that that is really a, a shift in sort of human behavior. It's been a shift in um, society of what we crave and long for in our travel experiences. And, and so I think, you know, those, those years of kind of having some standardization made a lot of sense in terms of economy and scale and, and sort of the guest promise such that, you know, every hotel you went into had the touch points that mattered to that brand. But now there's uh, really, like I said, just such a great appetite for embracing a sense of unique quality and customization Mm-hmm. So that, you know, when guests come, they, they really get to feel more of that um, within their hotel stay, you know, prior, you'd have to, you know, really force yourself to get out into the community um, before you start started to feel that sense of place. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, the opportunity is the moment you step into the front door, you're starting to really see and sense and feel the locale. And uh, so I think it's become you know, over the years, you know, it was a trend, but now I think it's really just a baseline, you know, designers really have to embrace that process um, again, as a baseline Um, it's no longer optional. It it really truly is part of the design process and, and very much a part of the, you know, hoteliers really focusing on that and their operations um, so that they're even taking it a step beyond the physical space Mm-hmm. And really moving that into those social activations and featuring artists and featuring makers and, and bringing those into the environment in a live manner. Um, and, and so I think it's um, an exciting time, especially as we come out of the pandemic and we all hear about the pent up demand for yeah. travel, but it's, yeah. it's, it's real. And I, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, people are itching to get out. And I know like road trips this summer are supposed to be, you know, really popular because people want to go out and do, you know, see places again, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's a great opportunity, I think as well for, you know, the guests who may not want to get on a plane. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, they may want to drive, um, where I really think it's a, it's going to be sort of a revitalization, if you will, of local communities for guests to really just take these short drive trips, you know, visit maybe a small town that they haven't really ever thought about, um, stay at a, you know, bed and breakfast or stay at a lakeside resort. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just going to be so many different ways that guests can really explore their own community. And um, that will definitely be really encouraging for those small businesses too to start to see, you know, a, a resurgence in just embracing what's around us. You know, you don't necessarily have to get on a plane and go to an island right. to really have a unique travel experience. Sure, sure, yeah, and that and that brings up another point I wanted to ask you about. So, um, you know, the smaller boutique properties. I mean, I think they have they kind of capture that localized uh, feel. 
pretty well. Are, are you seeing it on, with the larger corporate chains? I mean, are they moving in this direction um, for the most part? Yeah, I, I think we see it um, definitely becoming much more prevalent. There are you know, so many great reasons to, again, have um, more of a, a standardized approach to um, hotels in terms of, you know, mass and scale. But, you know, I think those major flags have really learned from the boutique and lifestyle environment and community, and, and they've seen the success um, from a revenue perspective as well. And so they've started to roll out some soft branded um uh, brands <laughs> that uh, allow them to bring in that sense of locale and bring in that sense of customization, but really on the backbone of the promise that these major flags um, bring for their guests in terms of service and amenities and, um, you know, just a sense of quality. But yeah, we're definitely seeing, you know, a few brands, obviously like autograph and tribute by Marriott canopy by Hilton all embrace a very bespoke approach to the design. Um, and so I think that started to filter down, you know, you're, you're seeing a lot of developers even try to take something such as a Hyatt place or even, you know, an AC hotel, which are on more of those budget oriented, um, guests and of course for business travel as well. And they've started to really push the limits on those major flags to say, Hey, we, you know, we support what we're doing within the framework of this brand and what it means, but can we customize, you know, the bar, can we, uh, put a rooftop on the building and really create a unique identity around that and brand that so that it feels again, much more relevant to the neighborhood and, feels very customized so that when a guest is staying there, that they, you know, they see things that feel as though they're in that locale. And it, again, it could be a, um, a merry, a marriage of both aesthetic driven um, design, as well as those service components, like I was mentioning. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you're already moving in the direction I wanted to uh, go next. I mean, as far as like getting into the actual design, so Stacey, how do you go about capturing a local community's essence uh, in a way that's authentic and that doesn't feel like the design is sort of contrived? I mean, do you engage the community directly or study the regional history? Um, can you describe your process uh, to our listeners? Absolutely. Local? This is such a great question and it's one that I um, get often. And I would say over the last you know year to two years, I've really been trying to perfect this process um, because it it is so personable. It, it's so, you know, so much about your perspective as you step foot into a locale. But, you know, whenever we start a project, because we are, um, you know, a national practice for hospitality, we have projects all over. And, mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's really important that I sort of step into the shoes of the guest as almost as if I'm going to take this journey myself or, you know, kind of think about, you know, what would I want to know and see as a local? And, and so that's really a, a place for our team to kind of come through the eyes of the guest. And so we really start uh, these projects by spending literal time in the communities, um, you know, going there, meeting people, you know, stay, stay more than just a couple of days, you know, stay a week, 
and really explore the neighborhood as if you were, you know, a guest. Um, and it takes time to do that, you know, so you've got to build in some time to have just impromptu uh, destinations that you explore. Also, we're big on, you know, stepping into small little boutiques uh, and really meeting the owners, talking to the individuals that work there and try to understand more about, you know, what they love about their community, what they feel is, you know, very iconic of their community. And sometimes it can be very, you know, big things or small things, the subtleties. And so I think through those conversations and just that, you know, really time on the ground, um, exploring and learning is, is really one, one fantastic place to start. Um, from there though, you know, there's a lot of sort of synthesis of that information. So you've, you know, you've explored it, you've lived it, you've collected those conversations. And so we, we then need to sort of take that to a level where we kind of map it out. So it's kind of pin up, if you will, to say, you know, these are the pictures that we took from our own personal perspective. These are those, you know, maybe great artifacts that we picked up along the way. And, you know, just try to memorialize it because um, it's so easy to get off track. And so if we can make that synthesis be part of our conceptual development, it'll allow us to stay honest to that community and stay honest to those conversations. You know, when we're standing in a retail store asking the owner, you know, how did she start her business? And maybe she, you know, grew up in the town and she went to New York and lived, you know, a life in fashion and came back. And so there's these, you know, broad experiences that are shared that really help you understand the community in such a much more intimate way. Um, And so that helps us before we even start to talk about, you know, what's the, the driving, you know, part of the design, we really come from a place of understanding first. Um, And so, you know, that's a big part of those you know, steps to take so that it does feel very genuine. Um, And I also think it's, it pays respect to these locals because, you know, when we do these projects, we continue to, to stay in touch with them and we continue to pull them into the design to speak about, um, you know, what feels right for them. So I call that, you know, sort of active partnering as you Mm -hmm. left that community and you made those connections you know, how do you keep them involved? Um, because ultimately, you know, they're your champions for the future of the hotel or the space that you're creating. Um, I, I still think that's one of the most exciting parts about doing, uh, you know, or sort of engaging in the design process this way is that when those um, folks that you met come to the grand opening, you know, they really stand there as if they were a part of it. And that will continue to, to stay with them for years. And they'll continue to refer their friends and loved ones to go to the hotel. They'll continue to, to again, find business opportunities to work together. Um, so that active partnering is, is another key aspect to our process. And, um, you know, I think localizing design, um, it can come in many different forms. Um, You know, I think a lot of the prior approach to localization just simply came from, you know, maybe picking a couple colors that felt relevant and maybe fabrics or or wall designs. 
uh, and artwork. But, you know, the, the, the best way to think about localizing design is through a variety of, of ways. Um, you know, having a sense of, you know, three-dimensional quality that, again, is relevant to the community, whether it's by materiality, um, by leveraging those um, local makers to provide millwork or custom furniture. Mm-hmm. Those are really great ways to pull in um, that feeling that it is of this community. Artwork is another great way. And also just, again, that service aspect. So part of our process is that we really want to understand are there some local partners that are going to be featured maybe at the coffee bar or in the restaurant? Um, Maybe there's a specialized service that's provided on the rooftop. And so, you know, think about localization through many different lenses. It's not just, um, you know, providing some photography of the locale and calling it a day. Mm -hmm. And I think if you really approach this in the right manner, you're asking yourself those questions through every decision that you make for the design. You know, is this resonating with what we heard? Is this resonating with what we feel those, you know, neighborhood locals have told us? And, And of course, those experiences that we can lean on through our own lens as we did that early you know, immersion work in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you already kind of touched on uh, my follow-up question, just about what, which design elements like with, or areas within a property typically have a lot of impact in terms of achieving that local feel. And you, you touched on some like materials and artwork and um, of course, photography is part of that. And the color palettes, like you said, being relevant. Um, is there, I mean, I, I guess there's no one single, uh, you know, element design element that's really going to, it's all got to pull together, right? Yeah, it does have to pull together. And, you know, is the thing I always talk with our owners about as well is, you know, we, we want to embrace the community and the locale. Um, but we also understand that this new space that we're designing is now a new addition to that fabric. So it's okay that there's some portions or aspects of the design that aren't necessarily a mirror of the community, but they're just a complement to the community. Um, You know, when you walk in, does it feel as though, again, it's rooted in that area, but it doesn't necessarily have to um, overly mimic or mirror it. So, you know, this new space or new hotel or, or new restaurant becomes now part of that social fabric. And so it brings in a new level of conversation um, and so that's why, again, it could come in a variety of different forms. Sure. Yeah. And it doesn't just kind of exist in a silo by itself. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That fabric. yeah that's cool. Um, so I want to shift gears a little bit for the last um, portion of our conversation here and talk about outdoor spaces. I mean, obviously we're seeing a lot more of that with people kind of social distancing, getting the fresh air. Um, are you seeing uh, like more clients request outdoor spaces as a result of what's been going on as far as the pandemic? Is, are, is there a more demand for it now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think definitely the pandemic has affected our, at least our American viewpoint of outdoor dining. I think, mm-hmm. you know, probably some of the most lovely experiences that travelers have in sort of alfresco dining could be, you know, abroad. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely see uh, just an explosion of need 
to provide outdoor spaces uh, for dining as well as just socialization. And uh, it's even gone further for us to talk about outdoor meeting spaces. You know, obviously outdoor events were um, already happening and, and definitely a need, but we're talking a lot more with our owners about how can we create smaller pockets for uh, meetings? How could those areas be, you know, well-equipped for charging and display? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it goes beyond just dining. It's really, I think, understanding that we, we do crave to have some, you know, sense of um, being in nature. And if we can do that in a way that's conducive to our business and, and leisure needs, um, I really think the sky's the limit on what we can do uh, to embrace outdoor for a variety of reasons. Um, and it's even started to bring into frame too the infrastructure to do that. You know, so instead of having just a seasonal aspect to it, how can we really make these spaces work for every season of the year? How can we create that comfort? whether it's through heat for portions of the year or cool mist for other portions of the year. Um, It's, it's really, I think going to dominate the programming landscape as we start to look at new experiences and, and, you know, kind of taking advantage of spaces that are underutilized. I mean, you know, a lot of hotels and, um, you know, buildings have maybe an alleyway or an underutilized parking lot, um, you know, or just even an underutilized uh, green space. So putting in some infrastructure and design focus and really providing sort of outdoor rooms into the social landscape is, I think, a really great positive outcome of the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. Um, are you able to look at outdoor spaces and the design of those through the lens of, of localization as well? Like, I mean, how, can you pull yeah. things like that? Like, how, how do you go yeah. about doing that? Like, Absolutely. I mean, you know, we were working on a project in uh, Portland and our project actually was um, taking sort of the place of some parking lots that were used for food trucks. And so, you know, as part of the you know local community dialogue, we heard that it was very important to keep that, that that was a destination for locals. And so we were able to work into our design again, with the great help of our client and that community to allow food trucks to still come and sort of be a part of the the alleyway that was created. So that's, you know, again, another example of localization that may not have anything to do with necessarily aesthetic drivers, but that are just everything to do with being, you know, respectful of what that community had going for it before and continuing to honor that and pull it into the design. So I think, you know, as you look around as a designer, when you look around the community, um, don't be afraid to, you know, think about it beyond just, oh, you know, it's just a trellis structure with great seating. I mean, there are other ways that um, you could really drive the design and and really maintain those um points of interest and and make it a destination that is again, reflective of the local conversation. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, It's a great perspective there. So thanks so much, Stacey. Um, It's, it's been really great chatting with you. It's been really a lively conversation. I think it's uh, definitely a topic that is going to resonate with our listeners. So thanks again for being on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. And 
I think we'll continue to see the conversation, uh, you know, move on and, and continue, especially as, like we said earlier, people get out and really get back into travel experiences. It's going to be very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely looking forward to it as well. So, well, perfect. Thanks again, Stacey. Thank you. Well, I hope you found that conversation as interesting as I did. Uh, I really appreciated how Stacy emphasized the fact that locals in a community are so important to the success of a project because it really does drive home that sense of ownership uh, they'll feel as it becomes part of the fabric of their community. And speaking of community, I consider you listeners out there part of our tribe here at INS, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's podcast or topics that you'd like for us to cover or even guests we should have on on the podcast. So when you get a chance, drop me a line at robert.nieminen at ins.design uh, or message us on Twitter or Facebook and share your thoughts. Thanks again for tuning in and as always, be well everyone.